Profiles in Teaching with Technology is a podcast series created by Music First, a company dedicated to providing world-class cloud-based tools, content, and classroom management platforms to music teachers around the world. Each episode features a K-12 music educator who uses technology to enhance their teaching in innovative ways. We'll discuss the what, why, and how of their technology integration and hopefully share some teaching strategies that you can use in your own classroom. For more information about Music First, please visit www.musicfirst.com. There you'll be able to find out about all of our platforms, as well as sign up for a free 30-day trial. Jay Mateko is the Director of Support and Training for Music First, and has been with the company since 2015. They completed a bachelor's degree in music education at Syracuse University and a master's degree in music education at New York University, with teaching experiences ranging from first grade general music to high school marching band and much in between. With Music First, Jay has presented at music education association conferences around the country, including Texas, New Jersey, and most recently Missouri and Kentucky. As a classical saxophone player, they enjoy playing in ensembles of varying sizes and specifically love saxophones in consort. Well, dear listeners, what better way to start off season five of our Music First podcast than interviewing perhaps one of the most beloved members of our <laughs> staff, Jay Mateko. Jay, I'm so excited that you agreed to do this podcast. I don't, I, we've only, I've only ever interviewed one or maybe two other staff members and that was before they were staff members. So welcome uh, to the podcast thank you, thank you, and thank I'm, you, I'm you. thrilled that you're here. I am so excited to be here. I love podcasting and I love being on podcasts and I'm very excited to, to premiere season five. This is very exciting stuff. Super cool. So um, I think many, many, many Music First customers know you and love you. And, and, and I hear that feedback all the time, but probably not too many of them know how on earth you got <laughs> the seat that you're sitting in today. So why don't you give us like the quick thumbnail sketch of Jay's uh, journey uh, from being a tenor sax player somewhere in the woods of Maine uh, to being the director of support and training in music first. I, I'll let you I'll, I'll let you have the floor. I can't wait to hear it. So this is um, my favorite story to tell. I have wanted to be a teacher and I know, you know, we have to go all the way back because I have wanted to be a teacher since I was about eight years old. Um, I love sharing information with people. I love learning. I love guiding people through things. I love talking about the things I know and care about. So it sort of always made sense for me to be a teacher. And I started with the clarinet at age 10 and got the opportunity, the invitation to play tenor saxophone in my middle school. And I was like, that looks big and looks loud and makes cool sounds. Very cool. <laughs> Which I think is about how all, uh, you know, 11 year olds think about making music, I would assume. Um, so I jumped at the chance and then between honors bands and some amazing educators growing up, just it, it always seemed like the obvious path. I will never forget a conversation I had with my private saxophone teacher uh, in high school who I was like, so do I like go to school to teach? And then I like minor in music, like what's the deal? And he's like, no, it's a whole thing. Like it's a whole thing you have to do. 
And I was like, oh, well, okay, that's super helpful because that it was super solidifying, guided my path forward. So when I was looking to apply to colleges, I was only looking at music education programs. Mm-hmm. So I went to Syracuse University for my undergrad and it was an amazing experience. And then I got the opportunity to audition at NYU for my master's program. And through NYU, I met some amazing people and connections and a focus of my classes uh, through Alex Ruthman was a focus on technology. And it wasn't really anything I had considered to incorporate into my teaching before and wasn't really something that I was thinking about actively until graduate school. And then all of a sudden it was all I was thinking about. So Jim, as you recall, and some of the listeners, I I like to tell the story for trainings. Um, So, so, but most people, again, you know, weren't there at the time, obviously. Um, We met through one of my grad school classes. And for me, what I remember it was one of my first days on campus, like day three, Uh, you came in and did a lecture. And I remember being like, this seems pretty legit. Um, And then two full years go by and Jim was hosting a professional development event on music first for teachers that my research group was hosting at the time. So I went over and like, you know, you're 24, you're trying to network, you're trying to, you know, be an adult in the world. And I remember walking over and being like, hi, I don't know if you remember me, but you did a lecture in one of my classes and music first seems pretty cool still. Um, And that pretty much was it, Uh, you know, immediate sort of uh, just friendliness. You were so inviting and you were so thoughtful with your questions for me. And it's so open to me asking questions and everyone asking questions. Um, and then it sort of turned into a job offer pretty much right after that. I'm pretty um, sure I offered you a job on the spot. Jen. You definitely did. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I have a weird thing. I have a very strange thing about something in my brain where I never forget faces. Amazing. Um, and when I, I remember you vividly at that first class, I think I even remember you were wearing a red bandana, which is super Likely. odd, but I mean, I remember that. <laughs> I do um, wear that red I, bandana and, still. And I remember, you know, sometimes when, and I'm sorry to interrupt your story, but no, no, it's I fine. think this is good context. I, when you're doing guest lectures at universities, especially one as great as NYU, um, sometimes, and, and I don't, and, and Alex Ruthman is absolutely fantastic. And this is not a, a, anything on on him. But sometimes the graduate students can seem really jaded. And so yeah. when you're up there talking about <laughs> something like a company or a product, they're, they kind of give you the, yeah, okay, whatever. And I just remember you were completely engaged throughout the entire lecture. Uh, and when that happens as a teacher, as I'm sure you'd agree, you yes, kind of yes, gravitate yes, yes. to those people. So then when when I saw you two years later, you came up with that same kind of enthusiasm. I was like, I need this person to work with me <laughs> now. So yeah, keep continue. I'm sorry I interrupted. Oh, no, no. That's so that's so sweet of you to say. It is um, it's also one of those things too. I what I I like to tell people that um I was super reluctant to take on this job. I mean, I had no idea. I I had spent my whole life planning to be a classroom teacher. And so to be given the opportunity to do something else um, and sort of taking that leap of faith, I just, I really remember you being super supportive and just being like, if you hate it, just give it a year. And if you hate it, we'll find you another job. Like I'll, we'll connect you with people in the city. 
and we'll, we'll introduce you to people and I'll write you a recommendation letter or whatever. And it's like, oh, that's so nice. Um, and that was seven years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, I think the mission of Music First and the, the connection to the cloud-based technology I had been researching and writing about in my graduate thesis. I, I wrote my thesis on, it became a philosophy of music education with a focus on technology and how we can use it to foster creativity separate from like quote unquote composition curriculums yes and how we can use these tools that students can actually afford because I was you know didn't have a ton of money growing up and so it was you know playing music was a privilege and so anything kind of on top of already that expense um, was sort of a no-go and so you know I never had licenses for composition software or you know, advanced music production tools. And so to start learning about how to use and how to be, you know, pedagogically thoughtful with cloud-based technology that students could actually afford, it was a huge game changer. It totally changed my thinking about music education in general. And that was reflected in my entire graduate degree. So it was such a perfect fit to sort of stretch those muscles and figure things out. So when I started in 2015, um, we had just a couple folks doing sales. We had a couple folks doing product development. Jim and I were alone in the New York City offices. Yep. <laughs> um, and now, seven years later, we're like 22 full time. We've got staff all over the world. Um, and it, it's been an amazing experience to be a part of the solution, um, especially during COVID, to be an educator helping educators make their lives easier. So it all kind of it just, it kind of got away from me. The ball just started rolling and I kept rolling and, that, <laughs> and here we are. And it's been an amazing experience. No, that's fantastic. And I think, uh, you know, it's important that people know, you know, on the one hand, I feel a little guilty that, that students in the New York city public schools or wherever <laughs> you eventually would have ended up, uh, didn't get the, the awesome experience of having you as a teacher. But I know that those skills are why, and, and how you apply them to your role, which uh, which we'll get to in a moment, is why the customers are always like, oh my God, Jay is so amazing. And it's it's really because you use those teaching skills absolutely to help sometimes often, you know, people who are like in a, in a bit of a panic or they can't figure something out and they're getting frustrated, like many of the students, you know, that they teach, absolutely, um, you're there for them. So um, tell us about now, you know, you started out, uh, seven years, seven plus years ago, really. Yeah. And, and you've, uh, you're, tell us about your role now and, and what you do and what your day-to-day -day kind of job is like. And, and maybe, maybe, um, you know, I think a lot of people listening who are music teachers have, have maybe thought about what it would be like to be in the corporate world. So mm -hmm. like as much detail as you can Absolutely. provide it would, I think, cause they all ask me, what's it like to be a, in the corporate <laughs> world? You know, I'm thinking of jumping ship, which we don't want people to do, uh, but go for it, Jay. What, what are you doing for us? Yeah, right now we have had, our team has grown so much over the last couple of years. It's been a really amazing opportunity to, really focus on where people excel. And, and thank you for those kind words. I appreciate it. Cause my favorite part of the job in particular is in-person trainings, but trainings in general, really using those educator skills and experience to teach teachers how to use the tools in a way that's, I try to make it as thoughtful as possible. 
um, where it's not just here are the buttons that you click. Um, it's why you're clicking them and increasing that level of understanding, deepening that level under level of understanding, making sure teachers feel comfortable with the types of goals they have and how to accomplish them, the types of assignments they want to create, the things they want their students to do. So using those skills every day, it's my favorite thing. Um, you know, there's the basic, there's the organizational meetings and all that sort of stuff, uh, meeting internally and blah, blah, blah. Uh, very exciting, sexy stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, I don't snore in the meetings, but sometimes <laughs> thinking about the meetings. Um, I have the honor and privilege of leading our tech support team when, uh, you know, again, we're going to reference back to 2015. Uh, when we first started, we were all kind of doing a little bit of everything and uh, all the time, all at once. And so now I um, do a little bit of emailing with our customers if there are emergency situations, but um, our colleagues, James and Tori are the frontline support right now, which is great. So I am mentoring the two of them, making sure they feel supported and are supported, helping them grow as uh, music first staff, as uh, sort of individuals in the business world. Um, so it's, uh, it's the mentorship part has been really wonderful for me, leading the team, getting to work with Tori and James. Um, so it's a bit of emails with customers. It's a bit of meetings. It's a lot of training these days. And just you know, making sure Music First is operating without a hitch. Um, we, our offices are in New York City, as I'm sure many of you know. So part of that sometimes is subway commutes, and uh, it's a lot of emails, it's a lot of computer time. Um, the now that we're back in person again, thankfully, um, in-person trainings have been a huge part of my responsibilities, especially right now, back to school season. I am fresh off uh, three weeks of training travel. I got to go all over the country. Um, a huge, a huge benefit, a huge luxury. I cannot express the gratitude I feel to meet people and be with them in person. So that's um, that's the day to day is is working with teachers, working with my team and uh, making it happen. Yeah, and you also led a very successful first ever summer teacher academy. I know that you oh. and I spoke maybe back in the spring and we were talking about, you know, do we really think that teachers want to go to another virtual conference? Mm -hmm. And I, I think the word conference didn't even come out of my mouth before even everybody <laughs> in the room said, no way. Yeah. Um, and so the, the planning that you did and your work with Rachel and the whole team to make that happen was, was fabulous. And I think that everybody who attended those um, was thrilled and we're, and we're looking forward um, to the, to the summers ahead. Cause I, I know you'll, you'll keep continue uh, that and and it was great. I even got to do one. It was great to be out and actually see customers in person in real life rather than over a over an eight inch by ten inch screen. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think that you know, not to toot our own horn too much, but um, to toot uh, <laughs> all of the pedagogical experience that we have as a team. I am. Everyone is a current or former music educator, a practicing musician, someone who's been working with music education technology for decades, um, we are always trying to make what we offer better for people. And that's really where Music First Academy started. Like just echoing what you said, Jim, just this idea of like, do we really wanna put on another virtual conference? Is that really the most effective way? And you know, you are super enthusiastic about jumping in with both feet and being like, let's do it. Let's do it in person. Let's do lots of locations. Let's make it happen. And then it just 
it happened. It took a lot of work and a lot of uh, exciting, you know, planning and getting things all put together. Um, but yeah, I'm super proud of the Summer Teacher Academy and what it's going to look like in the future. It was an amazing first year. Um, and yeah, just the more opportunities we have to provide PD for teachers and really not only teach them how to use music first, but how to integrate technology into what they do overall. Um, something I'm super, super proud of. Yeah, and I know that this will sound crazy and I'm sure it's the same for you. I've never been so excited to go to Newark Airport and get on a plane, <laughs> you know, and, I agree, 100%. and stay in a hotel and eat in another fast food restaurant. You know, I was just like, <laughs> I'm back and we're back. So fabulous. Um, that, that brings me to the idea of, you know, that you, you have a, a bachelor's and a master's degree. And I often get the question, like, how can you apply that, you know, your your education degree? And, and you've covered some of this, but I, I'm I'm wondering what you think of these thoughts that, um, you know, in the corporate world, how, how on earth does an education degree help you? Well, you know, you're leading a team. And when you're getting your education degree, I think mm -hmm. part of the hardest part of learning to be a teacher is how to persuade uh, how mm -hmm. to engage, how to how to support, um, you know, your students. And I would never say that Tori and James are your students, but but they work, you know, directly uh, for you. Um, and, you know, when you're a manager, if you will, or if you're running a team, a lot of the skills that you learn as a teacher, at least that's, this is the way I think I manage 22 people. And it's like, ah, it's sometimes yeah. like hurting cats and <laughs> People right. get, you know, just like any group of people, they're a little, you know, everyone gets into arguments every once in a while, feathers get ruffled. And all of a sudden, it's like a super teacher Jim comes out. I'm sure you feel the same uh -huh. way. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and I'm sure you feel that way with customers as well, don't you? Yeah, I definitely do. I think it is it is both the um, like as an individual, you have to develop your skill sets. You have to, you have to be the best saxophone player that you can be because every single person in your ensemble has to be the best version of who right. they are. Yep. And that's the same thing with operating in a business, especially as we get better. Our tech support team has to be the best tech support team it can possibly be because we have so many people counting on us, both internally and externally. We have our audience, we have people listening to us, we have each other, we have you, our conductor, we have all yeah. of these moving pieces and parts. And I think like, as a group, it's it's so key. And then of course, you know, I'm literally teaching teachers how to do our software and how to use it. And so that's, I mean, that's the easy, that's the direct connection as I'm, yeah. I am a teacher in this particular circumstance, but there are so many skills even like, you know, you, you most people listen, I'm sure maybe there are some people who aren't music educators listening, but I think the majority of us are, um, you have a regimented schedule, you have to manage your time, you've got rehearsals, and you're taking things for zero credit, because you've got too many things going yep, on. And yep, yep, yep. <laughs> We've those all been all, there. Right, those are all skills that you you learn, and you develop, and that become second nature. And so I really feel like even just the basic like organization, time management, all of that directly applies to my day-to-day -day business, not only, and then, you know, I have the privilege of working in the music education yep. field and working with fellow music educators. So that's also a yeah, huge bonus. Cool. It's like, yep. I know what people are talking about <laughs> when they express their goals using certain language. Um, I get it because I used to do it. I, I know, right. I know what you mean. No, well, well said Jay. Um, so I'm going to shift to, uh, you know, I, 
this will probably, or I'm going to say this out loud to everybody listening to this podcast. That this is going to be the last time I'm going to say the word COVID intentionally uh, <laughs> on a podcast. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry to start season five off even saying that word, but the C word. you guys went through uh, quite uh, a tidal wave, um, uh, you know, during COVID. I mean, obviously people, we, we had, we went from having a couple of hundred thousand customers to having a couple of million customers within the period of three months. Mm -hmm. And I just wondered, I, you know, other than saying, Oh my God, that was really awful. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, what's it been like to lead that tech support team? What lessons yeah. have you learned uh, now that we're on the other side of it? Oh, Boise. Um, <laughs> so many, so much, so much learning happening 20 hours a day, every day. Yep. Um, really the, remembering that sort of both a mix of like yeah, putting yourself in someone else's shoes, which sounds a little juvenile, but it's it really, em empathy. You're totally right. Yeah. And it really is like being put in a position to support and be able to sort of take like shoulder someone else's burden a little bit and be maybe the only person that day who's like, hey, I understand that this isn't working as, as efficiently or immediately as you imagine that it would, or that we all wish that it would. Um, but I am here to help and I really want to help. And so really figuring out ways to express with sincerity support of someone else's needs and to really genuinely like because you can't like grab people through the computer, but to like grab someone by the shoulders and be like, we're going to get through this. We're going to yep. figure this out. And so I think that that was huge. And then also just like I mentioned earlier, being a part of the solution and really it helped us see music first in a totally new light because we designed this program to be used in specific certain ways. And, and then all of a sudden we would have you know, accounts with 1500 users instead of 150 users and, and really having to dig deep and figure out how to accommodate every single one of those teachers and every single one of those students, just little, little things like how to best effectively invite your students where in the past you would print out this PDF and hand it to your students. And now you can't do that. So what do we offer? How can we switch it up? How can we be light on our feet? Um, it, it helped me be way more flexible and try and instill that in my team too, of like, things are going to come up that we can't fix right away, but we still have to find a solution. And so there were, there were so many times where we would all have to stop and be like, okay, we need to take two minutes to talk through this, figure it out. Um, you also have to learn to trust your, the people around you. Yep. And so I, you know, I say this every chance I can get James and Tori, I would not be as successful at what I do if they were not as successful at what they do as they are. Yep. <laughs> I think you follow I do. Um, because I do not have to worry about what the two of them are up to. I just know what they're up to because they are doing what they're supposed to be doing and they're doing it well. And they know that if they have questions or if they need support, they can communicate with each other. They can communicate with me. Um, but at some point, we all have to just put our heads down and get it done. And the fact that I do not have to worry about the two of them at all, uh, because I just implicitly trust them no matter what, it's the best. It is the best feeling. 
and I, you know, shout, shout out to both of them all the time. Yeah. But um, recently, uh, recently, Tori was working with a customer who was like, you, I had such a great experience with you. Like, can I request that we meet again if we need to follow up? And it's just such a good feeling to, for me to hear. And also for Tori to hear that, like, people count on us and they appreciate us. And it just, I, and it's because we trust each other and we're good at what we do. And it means so much. I could gush about the support team for like six hours. So I'm yeah, going no, to wrap it up here, but. No, and, and I, obviously I feel the same exact way about them. And I think that what COVID taught me or is that um, a, a lot of teachers um, under impossible circumstances. Yeah did everything that they possibly could yes. to, con to continue their students' interest in the subject that they love the most. And I know yes. I felt, I mean, even though COVID was quite literally the last thing I ever thought of when I <laughs> originally designed Music First Classroom over 10 years ago, right? Um, I, I, I bet you feel the same way that I do. It's just like, I was so happy to be part of the solution and yes, to yes 100%. um and to feel that i had a positive impact on possibly music education's darkest days in the last century um and that and and i mean that sincerely and i think that i was so proud of of the work that you did and your team you. to keep these people from you know for, they had so many who has ever taught you know all of like a kindergarten music class on zoom it just was never even a thought yeah um or a high school choir on zoom and and, and i'm just proud of the work that you and the whole music first team did um so I, I i'm gonna shift the convo because we've only believe it or not got about 10 15 minutes left and i want i want people to hear i'm gonna talk, talk less and have you talk more um so <laughs> We know at Music First that if a teacher gets training, and we try to train as many of them as possible, that they use the platform, they love the platform, and their students love the platform. And if they never do training, it's pretty much the opposite. So why don't you like go over like, hey, I'm a teacher. I, I don't know what on earth I'm doing. Hey, Jay, help me. How do, how do I, what are the opportunities that you and your team Absolutely. provide? Yeah, that is a great question that I love to answer because I love talking to people. So we have sort of varying degrees of availability. Um, you know, we are super respectful of our personal boundaries and work-life balance. So we are not available 24 seven. And I openly admit that um, we've got a little flexibility here and there when the, the need arises, but um, you know, we do have our, our, our office hours, 9.30 to 5.30, Monday through Friday. Um, we are sort of primary order of operations is email support. I cannot tell you how great they are. <laughs> it is easy. We will get to you usually. I mean, I don't want to like make promises we can't deliver on, even though I know we can deliver on them, but we will respond to you within the hour. If we can't solve your problem in the hour, we will email you and say like, hey, we're looking into this. Here's the steps. This is what you need to do. So email, email, email support at musicfirst.com. We like to pre-schedule phone calls um, because ever since uh, COVID, 
we have sort of all of our helplines rerouted to one cell phone, which is my cell phone. And so uh, it's difficult to field calls immediately, but we want to help people as quickly as we can in the ways that are most effective. So if you call, leave a message, it may take a little bit of time to get back to you just because of how things are. But if you email support and say, hey, I called and left a message, I'd love to schedule a time for someone to call me back, or here's where you can reach me during this hour of the day, we're going to call you back and we're going to make it happen regardless. So even if we don't, uh, you know, even if we can't sort of get on the phone right that second, as soon as you call, um, if you email, we can usually get back to you just because we have multiple people seeing the inbox when people email, it's me and it's Tori and it's James and it's Brad and we're tagging things and we're sending and we're messaging each other. Um, so that is going to be, those are our most effective ways of reaching out to us directly on. Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, you go. Cause I'm sorry. <laughs> on our website, we have, um, a workshop and events page, uh, that you can see. And that has all of our group webinars. So that is uh, a training webinar that anybody under the sun can attend. We do office hours, which are open Q and A for people. Um, so you can just sort of pop in, join us, ask your question and peace out, or you can stick around for other people's questions. We have group getting started webinars uh, that you can uh, attend as well. We also have recordings of all of our previous webinars, as well as tutorial videos and a user guide um, that I have built up over time. So what we have are screen share and voiceover videos showing you all the steps. And then we have written out user guide with all text and images, everything that's written out. So a lot of folks will say, you know, I, I Googled music first support or I Googled music first user upload. And I didn't find anything on YouTube. Why is that? And my answer is that uh, there are a couple of things on our YouTube channel, but that's more um, showcasing presentations. Um, that's more uh, specialty videos that we found or customer videos that we found and put together in a playlist. All of our support resources and help resources live inside of the software where it's the most relevant. Yep. So you'll find all of your music first classroom support tutorial videos and a user guide inside the classroom itself. So we like to put things in context and we like to put things right where you're going to need them, which is inside your classroom. If you're uploading students into your classroom, we want you to find those help resources inside your classroom too. So the question mark you see in the top right corner of every Music First classroom, you've got your tutorials, your user guide, and something I really encourage people to do, again, just to reiterate, is reach out to support we obviously want you to learn how to do things and know how to do things, but there is zero point in you getting frustrated and zero point in you bashing your head against a wall trying to figure something out. If you give it a couple tries and you don't even need to justify it, you don't need to explain to us, it's okay. We trust you. We understand what's going on. And honestly, sometimes if you get to a point where you're like, I don't want to read this user guide entry. I just want support to help me. That's also acceptable. You know what? That's more than acceptable. That is what we are here for. We live for questions. So honestly, give it a go. Check out those tutorials. I'm very proud of them. I work very hard on them. So please do. do watch them. Um, but, <laughs> but if you get to a point where you are concerned or frustrated or you're getting upset, don't let it get to that. 
um, just come to us. We're humans. We're three humans. We've got faces. We tell jokes. Um, we do bits. So really just, uh, yeah. We also have in-person training options that are available too. Uh, now that things are getting safer um, and hopefully continue to get safer. We, uh, it is my pleasure to be in person. So those are options as well. We do long trainings. We can do short trainings. Um, pretty much anything you need <laughs> we have available. Yeah. I mean, you know, what one thing again that I think differentiates music first than really any other provider in our space um, is the tech support period full stop. It's why we made that video a couple months uh, making rock stars out of all of you. Oh, so um, true. you know, think about changed. just think about something like Google, right? And you have a question. You try finding a live human being that'll talk you on the on on the phone or via email and say this is what you do. Um, you know, I'm I'm not going to talk about any competitors or any other music software, but something as simple as I can't figure out how to do this in Google Classroom, for example. Mm -hmm. You try talking to a real mm -hmm. human being. Yep. And I'm just so proud that we have that service. We will yes. always have that service. It is free. If you need help, just, you know, that that's why you guys are there. Um, and, and I'm just really proud of the, the work that you do. Thank so you. here's here's a funny one. I'd love to hear uh, the most common question or questions that you get from our customers. Oh, so good. Such a good prompt. Um, the most common question is how do I get started? What do I do first? Yep. And then it is usually how do I get started with my students is usually the, the sort of implication of that question. So that's the most common. Um, you know, you also see like my students can't get logged in. That's a most common question. Yep. Um, but really in the, how to create assignments. I think what is, what's really interesting as people are getting started is their efforts are really focused on digitally recreating what they are already doing in person. So like the getting started question is always like, there's so much here. What do I do first? Where do I start? How do and, I, and I, I don't know about you, Jay, but I love that question. Me too. Love it because now I can use my teaching skills. Yes. Like the minute, because you have to think like a music educator and kind mm -hmm. of, and they, and the, our customers know instantly that you are, that you're quote unquote, one of them because yes. you say, all right, well, look, what are you teaching? How do you teach it? What do you yeah, want to do? Exactly. You mm -hmm. know, and, and they go, oh, wow, I'm talking about education. I'm not talking about, you know, discipline or or an yes. angry parent or an administrator, who, <laughs> you know, right. who's trying to get me to make some kind of crazy video. They're talking to another music educator who speaks their language. Yeah, it's so true. And I, I also think um, the most common questions come from really wanting to do a lot, yep. which I appreciate it. So people would be like, how do I build a curriculum? How do I find lesson plans I can use right now because I want to use the software right now? And it's, it's great. And sometimes I have to tell people like, don't bite off more. Like, don't get yep. too excited. We love the enthusiasm. But also if you, you know, if you create 12 assignments for your students with 12 different software titles, um, they may get stressed out by that. <laughs> Yeah, small baby so, steps, baby steps. Totally. And it's it's really, I, this is my favorite time of year because it is, um, it's such a room, like the enthusiasm is infectious. The team, like morale is super high. Everyone is super hype all the time. Like lots of just good vibes and good humor on the staff. And that like then is, 
kicked right back to the customer. So it's sort of this ping-ponging of joy that we have because everyone is excited to be back in school. Everyone's getting started again with music first. And when people are concerned or they're worried or they're not quite sure what to do, like that joy and that positive energy also gets like, it smooths people's concerns where they're like, I don't know what to do. I'm not really sure. Maybe my district purchased this for me and I don't really have a sense of what the deal is. Um, that's where my team can step in and be like, here are our general suggestions, but let's meet, let's talk, and we'll talk through the specifics. All right, Jay, I'm going to throw you a curveball now. I didn't okay. tell you I was going to ask you this question, but I'm oh, going geez. to. Okay. Um, one of the probably the most least known things that we do at Music First is a thing called feature upvote. Um, uh, yes. Why don't you tell everybody listening like what is it and why is it so important and and what do we actually do uh with those responses oh man okay feature upvote is the greatest thing so it is a website where you can go and it's our our version of their software uh where you can go and you can request a music first specific feature great okay very cool log it there but you can also vote up other people's suggestions and people then of course can upvote yours so what we do with that is we actually do those things <laughs> that people want us to do. Yep. Um, every single feature in the Music First classroom. So we've been selling the classroom as is since 2014, right? Correct. So in eight years, every single feature improvement and update has come from our customers or from a reflection on our experience as music educators. But the majority of features, our biggest, newest thing, the hottest ticket item this season, Google sign-on, taking the oh, world yeah. by storm, incredible, came from a customer. Little things like um, uh, note annotation options and sight reading factory comes from our customers, comes from their customers, our customers. In the Music First classroom, uh, yeah, it's just, I'm so excited. We, I know this is, I, I, I know it's a silly question, but how on earth do they get to that site? I mean, where do they go to, to enter their suggestions? The website you can go to, and we will drop it in our music first teachers group every so often. So keep an eye out for that. But the website is musicfirstclassroom.featureupvote.com. And we'll drop a link in the description of the podcast. So right now, our number one voted feature, notify students when you leave a comment on a task. Love it. It's got 50 votes. That's amazing. So what yeah, we have means... to we have to figure that one out because we don't because we're COPPA. Just so everyone knows, this is a perfect example of the discussions <laughs> we have, mm -hmm. because while that is a very popular feature that people want, we have a problem with it because we cannot uh, store student email addresses due to all the data privacy agreements across the United States and around the world that we have to sign. So um, it's very difficult to uh, to send a notification outside of the Music First classroom itself. So we're going to keep thinking about it. I mean, Jay, is this not what the conversations that you and Brad and I have? Literally exactly how the conversation goes. So every uh, every couple of months, we sit down, we look at the list, and we will literally, um, you know, get a big bottle of water and sit together <laughs> and go through and like we will go request by request take notes share suggestions follow up with the customers so this is a place where you can both 
you know, express yourself, get your voice heard, but then also um, it's sort of a, an opportunity for you to see what other teachers are thinking about. So we tag everything as sort of a communication system. So we have, you know, we want to develop that. Like Jim was just saying, we want to develop this. We would love to develop this, but we've got to figure out how it's going to work because we've got all these rules in place. We've got to accommodate. We have, you know, things when people ask us, like I just mentioned sight reading factory. If people are like, I have this feature request for sight reading factory. Okay, great. Um, things like, uh, in for music first saving rubrics, you know, that's something we want to develop. It may not be immediately, but that's something we definitely yeah, want to we do. We are working on that for sure. Um, and then also sort of generally, my I called it interesting with an exclamation point. Um, and that's sort of the tag to be like, oh, this is not something I've ever thought of, but I love where your head is at. I love this idea. I think this is great. Um, so feature upvote is such a great place to put your comments. And it's really helpful when teachers do it directly. You can always come to support and we log things and we document. Um, but when the call is coming from inside the house, you don't always answer. But when exactly. it comes from the teachers, you know, because you'll see my name a bunch because uh, I've logged on behalf of other people, which I'm happy to do. Um, but it is definitely helpful for teachers to go directly. So check out the link in the description, uh, musicfirstclassroom.featureupvote.com. It's a, a cool little little space. Awesome. Well, Jay, you've given a lot of advice, so I'm gonna I'm, I'll skip over that question and get right to the the one that I cannot wait to hear your answer to, which is the magic wand question. Okay. I ask this of of customers all the time, and I pretty much hear the same two or three <laughs> responses. We want video in Soundtrap, or you know something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, what if you could wave a magic wand and a feature or Ooh. or a functionality in Music First Classroom or any of our partner software just poof happened? What would it be? I would love the the suspense is killing me. I know. Oh my gosh. I would love. So we redid the content library a couple of years ago and it's beautiful and it's so much, it's so much more nicely laid out. If you, if you don't remember what it used to look like, you all have to trust me on this one. Truth. Um, Uh, really, honestly, uh, I'm sure I have some screenshots of someone, you know, Venmo's me $2. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Um, you, you used to be able to sort by software in the library, which oh, I that's think would right. be very cool. Um, I think also the more you see software content, um, sorting by tags and by filters. So we have a couple filters that you can choose from. Um, but really being able to uh, sort of sort and filter by like more different types of, of data. The problem with that, of course, my justification for why we don't have something like more intense uh, is that it is all manual. So like, you know, I can pitch this idea then be also, then also say like, I know what that would take. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> which I would be a lot, but um, uh, but yes, I think the, the ability to, cause the library, you know, we're the victim of our own success, right? The yep. library is so huge and so expansive and it can be really, uh, overwhelming. Yes. Hugely overwhelming, especially when that's where we recommend teachers get started saying like, we want to, you know, I'm looking to accomplish. I was talking with um, someone today who was like, I would love to support teachers teaching students the first five notes on all their instrument. 
And I was like, okay, well, we have kind of this maybe, and that maybe, and that maybe. And her question was like, well, how do I find all that? And I was like, well, I know where it is because I work here <laughs> and I have to find things to provide teachers and, and I have to find examples for things. Um, but, you know, I would love to figure out a way to take a, the brain of someone who knows where to find things and put it in a searchable, filterable way. So teachers who don't know where to find things can find things. I think that's, I, that's I, the magic wand. I totally agree with you. That is a beautiful magic wand suggestion. And you know, so just so folks know what what Jay means, I, I don't think I need to explain it, but Marjorie Lepresti, our digital content manager, would probably have to find somebody to work full time for <laughs> probably a year, yeah, literally a year to go Correct. into every single piece of content and tag it separately, mm -hmm. because we also have user generated content. We have mm -hmm. content that's being made right now. We have courses and a lot of the stuff in those courses is not available separately. It would literally take probably a year full time just to tag it. That's without building the search capabilities. Because to, to bolt onto your comment, Jay, I would love to see a meta search yes. rather than the six categories. I'd love to see a search bar right at the top that lets yeah. you just put in, yeah. I want, you know, I want John Philip Sousa and every Correct. piece of content from every category, just boom, there it is. Yes. yes. Well done. Oh, Jay, it has been, I mean, Obviously, I, I love having you on the Music First team, and it's it's been delightful, uh, you know, working with you over the last seven years. But this has been a lot of fun for me. I hope it has for you. Absolutely. And I, and, and yes. I sincerely, I know that it has been for the folks listening uh, to get to know you a little better. So thank you so much for joining us on this first one. And uh, and we can't wait uh, to, uh, I'm sure now the customers are going to be flooding <laughs> uh, the support box and uh, and the phone to ask you all their questions now that you've asked them to. So thank you so much, Jay. Absolutely. My pleasure. Uh, email us anytime, folks. We're here for you. Thank you so much, Jim. This was an absolute delight. I appreciate it. You got it. Take care, Jay. You too. Thank you for listening to Profiles in Teaching with Technology from Music First. For more information about Music First, please visit www.musicfirst.com. If you would like to stay up to date with other music teachers doing innovative things in their classrooms with technology, please subscribe to our podcast through whatever outlet you listen to podcasts on. Thanks for listening.